story one of jim the story of a backwoods police dog and other stories by charles roberts this librivox recording is in the public domain story one part four the trail of the bear one the deputy sheriff of nipsiwaska county had spent half an hour at the telephone in the backwoods the telephone wires go everywhere in that half hour every settlement every river crossing every lumber camp and most of the wide-scattered pioneer cabins had been warned of the flight of the thief dan black nicknamed black dan and how in the effort to secure his escape he had shot and wounded the deputy sheriff's big black dog whose cleverness on the trail he had such cause to dread as tug blackstock the deputy sheriff came out of the booth he asked after jim oh black dan's bullet broke no bones that time replied the village doctor who had tended the dog's wound as carefully as if his patient had been the deputy himself it's a biggish hole but jim'll be all right in a few days never fear blackstock looked relieved you don't seem to be worrying much about black dan's getting away tug grumbled long jackson who was not unnaturally sore over the loss of his money now i ain't worrying much agreed the deputy with a confident grin now i know jim ain't going to lose a leg as for black dan's getting away well i got me own notions about that i phoned all over the three counties and give him warning to every place he can stop for a bite or a bed he can't cross the river to get over the border for i've sent word to have every bridge and ferry watched black dan's cunning enough to know i'd do just that first thing so he won't waste his time trying the river he'll strike right back into the big timber countin on the start he's got ahead of us now he's put jim out of the game but i guess i can trail him myself now i know what i'm trailin pretty nigh as well as jim could i've took note of his tracks and there ain't another pair of boots in brine's rip mills like them he's wearin and when are you going to start demanded long jackson still inclined to be resentful right now replied blackstock cheerfully soon as you can get guns and stuff some crackers and cheese into your pockets i want you to come along macdonald and you long and saunders and big andy as my posse meet me in fifteen minutes at the store and i'll have zeb smith's where e in for the job if black dan wants to do any shootin it's just as well to have everything regular there were not a few others among the mill hands and the villagers who had lost by black dan's cunning pilferings and who would gladly have joined in the hunt in the backwoods not even a murderer unless his victim has been a woman or a child is hunted down with so much zest as a thief but the deputy did not like too much volunteer assistance and was apt to suppress it with scanty ceremony so his choice of a posse was accepted without protest or comment and the chosen four slipped off to get their guns as tug blackstock had foreseen the trail of the fugitive was easily picked up confident in his powers as a runaway black dan's sole object at first had been to gain as much lead as possible over the expected pursuit and he had run straight ahead leaving a trail which any one of blackstock's posse with the exception perhaps of big andy could have followed with almost the speed and precision of the deputy himself there had been no attempt at concealment about five miles back however in the heavy woods beyond the head of the lake it appeared that the fugitive had dropped into a walk and begun to go more circumspectly 
the trail now grew so obscure that the other woodsmen would have had difficulty in deciphering it at all and they were amazed at the ease and confidence with which blackstock followed it up hardly diminishing his stride tug is sure some trailer commented jackson his good humour now quite restored by the progress they were making jim couldn't have done no better himself declared big andy the ormnocto man and just then blackstock came abruptly to a halt and held up his hand for his followers to stop steady boys stop right where you are and don't step out of your tracks he commanded the four stood rigid and began searching the ground all about them with keen initiated eyes oh i've got him so fur all right continued blackstock pointing to a particularly clear and heavy impression of a boot sole close behind his own feet but here it stops it don't appear to go any further he knelt down to examine the footprint perhaps he's double back on his tracks to throw us off suggested saunders who was himself an expert on the trails of all the wild creatures no replied blackstock i've watched out for that sharp perhaps he's give a big jump to one side or t'other to break his trail said macdonald no said blackstock with decision nor that neither mac this here print is even if he'd jump to one side or the other it would be dug in on that side and if he's jumped forward it would be hard down at the toe it fair beats me stepping carefully foot by foot he examined the ground minutely over a half circle of a dozen yards to his front he sent out his followers all but big andy who being no trailer was bidden to stand fast to either side and to the rear crawling like ferrets and interrogating every grass tuft in vain the trail had simply stopped with that one footprint it was as if black dan had dissolved into a miasma and floated off at last blackstock called the party in and around the solitary footprint they all sat down and smoked one after another they made suggestions but each suggestion had its futility revealed and sealed by a stony stare from blackstock and was no more befriended by its author at last blackstock rose to his feet and gave a hitch to his belt i don't mind telling you boys said he it beats me fair but one thing's plain enough black dan ain't here and he ain't likely to come here lookin for us spread out now and we'll work on ahead and see if we can't pick up something you big andy you keep right along behind me there's an explanation to everything and we'll find this out afore long or my name's dennis over the next three or four hundred yards however nothing of significance was discovered by any of the party then breaking through a dense screen of branches blackstock came upon the face of a rocky knoll so steep at that point that hands and feet together would be needed to climb it casting his eyes upwards he saw what looked like the entrance to a little cave a whistle brought the rest of the party to his side a cave always holds possibilities if nothing else blackstock spread his men out again at intervals of three or four paces and all went cautiously up the steep converging on the entrance blackstock in the centre shielding himself behind nava rock peered in the place was empty it was hardly a cave indeed being little more than a shallow recess beneath an overhanging ledge but it was well sheltered by a great branch which trekked upwards across the opening blackstock sniffed critically a bear's den he announced stepping in and scrutinizing the floor 
the floor was naked rock scantily littered with dead leaves and twigs these blackstock concluded had been recently disturbed but he could find no clue to what had disturbed them from the further side however to blackstock's right a palpable trail worn clear of moss and herbage led off by a narrow ledge across the face of the knoll half a dozen paces further on the rock ended in a stretch of stiff soil here the trail declared itself it was unmistakably that of a bear and unmistakably also a fresh trail waving the rest to stop where they were blackstock followed the clear trail down from the knoll and for a couple of hundred yards along the level going very slowly and searching it hawk-eyed for some sign other than that of bear at length he returned looking slightly crestfallen not at all but bear he announced in an injured voice but that bear seemed to have been in a bit of a hurry as if he was gettin out of somebody's way black dan's way it's dollars to doughnuts but where was black dan that's what i want to know if you don't know tug said macdonald who can know jim said the deputy rubbing his lean chin and biting off a big chaw of blackjack jim's sure some dog agreed macdonald that was the only fool thing i ever knowed you to do tug sendin jim after black dan that way blackstock swore softly and intensely though he was a man not given to that form of self-expression boys said he i used to fancy myself quite a lot but now i begin to think nipsiwaska county'd do better by gettin a new deputy and i ain't no matter o good the men looked at him in frank astonishment he had never before been seen in this mood of self-depreciation ah shucks exclaimed long jackson presently there ain't a man from here to the st lawrence as can teach ye and you know it tug quit your jollyin' now i believe you got something up your sleeve only you won't say so at this expression of unbounded confidence blackstock braced up visibly well boys there's one thing i can do said he i'm going back to get jim and if i have to fetch him in a wheelbarrow we'll find out what he thinks of the situation i'll take saunders and big andy with me you long and mac you stop on here and lay low and see what turns up but don't go messin up the trails two jim proved to be so far recovered that he was able to hobble about a little on three legs the fourth being skilfully bandaged so that he could not put his foot to the ground it was obvious however that he could not make a journey through the woods and be any use whatever at the end of it blackstock therefore knocked together a handy litter for his benefit and with very ill grace jim submitted to being borne upon it some twenty paces from that solitary boot-print which marked the end of black dan's trail jim was set free from his litter and his attention directed to a bruised tuft of moss seek him said blackstock the dog gave one sniff and then with a growl of anger the hair lifted along his back and he limped forward hurriedly he's got it in for black dan now remarked macdonald and the whole party followed with hopeful expectation so great was their faith in jim's sagacity the dog in his haste overshot the end of the trail he stopped abruptly whined sniffed about and came back to the deep boot-print all about it he circled whimpering with impatience but never going more than a dozen feet away from it then he returned sniffed long and earnestly and stood over it with drooping tail evidently quite nonplussed he don't appear to make no more of it than you did tuck said long jackson much disappointed 
oh give him time long retorted blackstock then seek him seek him good boy he repeated waving jim to the front running with amazing briskness on his three sound legs the dog began to quarter the undergrowth in ever widening half circles while the men stood waiting and watching at last at a distance of several hundred yards he gave a yelp and a growl and sprang forward got it exclaimed big andy guess it's only the trail of that there bar he struck suggested jackson pessimistically jim stop ordered blackstock and the dog stood rigid in his tracks while blackstock hastened forward to see what he had found sure enough it's only the bear cried blackstock investigating the great footprint over which jim was standing come along back here jim and don't go foolin away your time over a bear just now the dog sniffed at the trail gave another hostile growl and reluctantly followed his master back blackstock made him smell the boot print again then he said with emphasis black dan jim it's black dan we're wantin seek him boy fetch him jim started off on the same manoeuvres as before and at the same point as before he again gave a growl and a yelp and bounded forward jim shouted the deputy angrily come back here the dog came limping back looking puzzled what do you mean by that foolin went on his master severely what's bears to you smell that and he pointed again to the boot print it's black dan you're after jim hung upon his words but looked hopelessly at sea as to his meaning he turned and gazed wistfully in the direction of the bear's trail he seemed on the point of starting out for it again but the tone of blackstock's rebuke withheld him finally he sat down upon his dejected tail and stared upwards into a great tree one of whose lower branches stretched directly over his head blackstock followed his gaze the tree was an ancient rock maple its branches large but comparatively few in number blackstock could see clear to its top it was obvious that the tree could afford no hiding-place to anything larger than a wildcat nevertheless as blackstock studied it a gleam of sudden insight passed over his face jim pears to think black dan's gone to heaven remarked saunders dryly you can't always tell what jim's thinkin retorted blackstock but i'll bet it's a clever idea he's got in his black head whatever it is he scanned the tree anew and the other trees nearest whose branches interlaced with it then with a sharp come on jim he started towards the knoll eyeing the branches overhead as he went the rest of the party followed at a discreet distance crippled as he was jim could not climb the steep face of the knoll but his master helped him up the instant he entered the cave he growled savagely and once more the stiff hair rose along his back blackstock watched in silence for a moment he had never before noticed on jim's part any special hostility toward bears whom he was quite accustomed to trailing he glanced up at the big branch that overhung the entrance and conviction settled on his face then he whispered sharply seek him jim and jim set off at once as fast as he could limp along the trail of the bear come on boys called blackstock to his posse if we can't find black dan we may as well have a little bear hunt to fill in the time jim appears to have a particular grudge agin that bear the men closed up eagerly expecting to find that blackstock with jim's help had at last discovered some real signs of black dan 
when they saw that there was still nothing more than that old bear's trail which they had already examined long jackson began to grumble we can hunt bear any day he growled i guess tug ain't no keener after bear this day than you be commented macdonald he got something up his sleeve you see maybe it's a tame bar and a trained bar and black dan's a ridin' him horseback suggested big andy blackstock who was close at jim's heels a few paces ahead of the rest turned with one of his rare ruminative laughs that's quite an idea of yours andy he remarked stooping to examine one of those great clawed footprints in a patch of soft soil but even trained bar ain't got wings commented macdonald again and there's a good three hundred yards atween the spot where black dance trail peters out and the nearest bar track i guess your interest in hypotheses don't quite fill the bill eh andy anyways protested the big orumbocto man you'll all notice one thing queer about this here bar track it goes straight mostly a bar will go wanderin off this way and that to nose at an old root and grub up a bed of toadstools but this bar keeps right on as if he had important business somewhere straight ahead that's just the way he go as someone was a ridin him horseback andy had advanced his proposition as a joke but now he was inclined to take it seriously and to defend it with warmth well said long jackson we'll all chip in when we get our money back and buy you a bear andy and you shall ride it up every day from the mills to the post office it'll save you quite a few minutes in getting to the post office it don't matter about your getting away the big orumokto lad blushed but laughed good-naturedly he was so much in love with the little widow who kept the post office that nothing pleased him more than to be teased about her for the deputy's trained eyes as for jim's trained nose that bear track was an easy one to follow nevertheless progress was slow for blackstock would halt from time to time to interrogate some claw print with special minuteness and from time to time jim would stop to lie down and lick gingerly at his bandage tormented by the aching of his wound late in the afternoon when the level shadows were black upon the trail and the trailing had come to depend entirely on jim's nose blackstock called a halt on the banks of a small brook and all sat down to eat their bread and cheese then they sprawled about smoking for the deputy apparently regarding the chase as a long one was now in no great hurry jim lay on the wet sand close to the brook's edge while blackstock scooping up the water in double handfuls let it fall in an icy stream on the dog's bandaged leg have you got any real idee to come and go on tug demanded long jackson at last blowing a long slow jet of smoke from his lips and watching it spiral upwards across a bar of light just over his head i have said blackstock and air you sure it's a good one good enough to drag his way out here on persisted jackson i'm bankin on it answered blackstock and so's jim i'm thinkin suggested macdonald tentatively jim's idea and mine ain't the same exactly vouchsafed blackstock after a pause but i guess they'll come to the same thing in the end they're fittin in with each other fine so fur well you bet that you're not mistaken the both of yous demanded jackson year wages for the whole summer answered blackstock promptly long looked satisfied he knocked the ashes out of his pipe and proceeded to refill it oh if you're so sure as that tug he drawled i guess i ain't taken any this time 
for a couple of hours after sunset the party continued to follow the trail depending now entirely upon jim's leadership the dog revived by his rest and his master's cold-water treatment limped forward at a good pace growling from time to time as a fresh pang in his wound reminded him anew of his enemy how jim pears to hate that bear remarked big andy once he does that agreed blackstock and he's going to get his own back too i'm thinking afore long presently the moon rose round and yellow through the treetops and the going became less laborious jim seemed untiring now he pressed on so eagerly that blackstock concluded the object of his vindictive pursuit whatever it was must be now not far ahead another hour and the party came out suddenly upon the bank of a small pond jim his nose to earth started to lead the way around it towards the left but blackstock stopped him and halted his party in the dense shadows the opposite shore was in the full glare of the moonlight there close to the water's edge stood a little log hut every detail of it standing out as clearly as in daylight it was obviously old but the roof had been repaired with new bark and poles and the door was shut instead of sagging half open on broken hinges after the fashion of the doors of deserted cabins blackstock slipped a leash from his pocket and clipped it on to jim's collar i'm thinking boys we'll get some information yonder about that bear if we'd go the right way about inquiring now saunders you go round the pond to the right and steal up along shore through the bushes to within forty paces of the hut you mac and big andy you two go round same way but get will back into the timber and come up behind the hut to within about the same distance there'll be a winder on that side likely when you're in a position give the call of the big horned owl not too loud and when i answer with the same call twice then close in but keep a good-sized tree atween you and the winder for you never know what a bear can do when he's trained i'll bet big andy's seen bears that could shoulder a gun like a man so look out for yourselves long and jim and me will follow the trail of the bear right around this end of the pond and if i'm not mistaken it'll lead us right up to the door of that there hut some bears have a taste in regard to where they sleep as noiselessly as shadows the party melted away in opposite directions the pond lay smooth as glass under the flooding moonlight reflecting a pale star or two where the moon-path grudgingly gave it space after some fifteen minutes a lazy muffled hooting floated across the pond five minutes later the same call the very voice of the wilderness at midnight came from the deep of the woods behind the hut blackstock with jackson close behind him and jim pulling eagerly on the leash was now within twenty yards of the hut door but hidden behind a thick young fir tree he breathed the call of the horned owl a mellow musical call which nevertheless brings terror to all the small creatures of the wilderness and then after a pause repeated it softly he waited for a couple of minutes motionless his keen ears caught the snapping of a twig close behind the hut big andy's big feet that time he muttered to himself that boy'll never be much good on the trail then leaving jem to the care of jackson he slipped forward to another and bigger tree not more than a dozen paces from the cabin standing close in the shadow of the trunk and drawing his revolver he called sharply as a gunshot dan black instantly there was a thud within the hut as of some one leaping from a bunk 
dan black repeated the deputy the game's up i've got you surrounded will you come out quietly and give yourself up or do you want trouble well no i guess i don't want no more trouble drawled a cool voice from within the hut i guess i've got enough of my own already i'll come out tug the door was flung open and black dan with his hands held up stalked forth into the moonlight with a roar jim sprang out from behind the fir tree dragging long jackson with him by the sudden violence of his rush down jim down ordered blackstock lay down and shut up and jim grumbling in his throat allowed jackson to pull him back by the collar blackstock advanced and clicked the handcuffs on to black dan's wrists then he took the revolver and knife from the prisoner's belt and motioned him back into the hut bein pretty late now said blackstock i guess we'll accept your hospitality for the rest of the night right you are tug assented dan you'll find tea and merlasses and a bite of bacon in the cupboard yonder as the rest of the party came in black dan nodded to them cordially a greeting which they returned with more or less sheepish grins excuse me if i don't shake hands with you boys said he but tug here says the state of my health makes it bad for me to use me arms and he held up the handcuffs no apologies needed said macdonald last of all came in long jackson with jim blackstock slipped the leash and the dog lay down in a corner as far from the prisoner as he could get in a few minutes the whole party were sitting about the tiny stove drinking boiled tea and munching crackers and molasses the prisoner joining in the feast as well as his manacled hands would permit at length with his mouth full of cracker the deputy remarked that was clever of you dan durn clever i didn't know it was in you not half so clever as you seein through it the way you did tug responded the prisoner handsomely and darned if i see through it now protested big andy in a plaintive voice it's just about as clear as mud to me where's your wings dan and where in tarnation is that bar the prisoner laughed triumphantly long jackson and the others looked relieved the oromoco man having propounded the question which they had been ashamed to ask it's just this way exclaimed blackstock when we'd puzzled jim yonder and he was puzzled at us being such fools you'll recollect he sat down on his tail by that boot print and tried to work out what we wanted of him i was telling him to seek black dan and yet i was calling him back off that there bear track he could smell black dan in the bear track but we couldn't so we was doing the best we could to mix him up well he looked up into the big maple overhead then i saw where black dan had gone to he'd jumped that's why the boot print was so heavy and caught that there branch and swung himself up into the tree then he worked his way along from tree to tree till he come to the cave i saw by the way jim took on in the cave that black dan had been there all right for jim ain't got no special grudge agin bear says i to myself if jim smells black dan in that bear trail then black dan must be in it that's all then it comes over me that i'd once seen a big bearskin in dan's room at the mills and as the picture of it come again in my mind i noticed how the forepaws and legs of it were missing with that i looked again at the trail as we went along jim and me and sure enough in all of them tracks there wasn't one print of a hind paw they were all forepaws smart very smart of dan says i to myself let's see them ingenious socks of yours dan 
ah they're in the top bunk yonder said black dan with a weary air and my belt and pouch containing the other stuff that's all in the bunk too i may as well save you the trouble of looking for it as you'll find it anyways i was sure you'd never succeed in tracking me down so i didn't bother to hide it and i see now you wouldn't a got me tug if it hadn't a been for jim that's where i made the mistake of my life not stopping to make sure i'd done jim up no dan said blackstock you're wrong there if you'd done jim up i'd have caught you just the same in the long run for i'd never have quit the trail till i did get you and when i got you well i'd have forgot myself maybe and only remembered that you'd killed my best friend if you'd had as many lives as a cat dan there wouldn't have been enough to pay for that dog end of story one part four